0: Kyle Matson, ninety-five-seven, the game, uh, and, and Candlestick Chronicles and Niners Wire. Hi, Kyle. Hey, guys. Yeah, I was on the phone long enough to hear a Cowboys fan Trista Crick say, "Fly Eagles, fly." Oh, no, that's yep. crazy. Man?
1: She was showing love, though. She she, she was showing love. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with okay,
0: you. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure we didn't hit the box.
1: She's doing a little uh, reverse <laughs> psychology, but from what we hear, you're not feeling great about this game on Sunday. Yeah, Eagles fan Kyle Matson. Yeah,
0: big Eagles guy, you know, day one with Jalen Hurts. No, um, no, I just, I've, I've had, I've, I've had, well, Trista did some convincing for me the other way, uh, this morning. And Chris Biederman talking to him on our podcast on, on Canvas to Chronicles last night, uh, brought up a couple like intangible things. Like Trista brought the numbers. Chris brought the intangible stuff, like the coaching advantage the 49ers are, are very likely to have. Mm. Um, just, and, and the vibe I've gotten from the Eagles. Like, when they beat the Giants, they stumped the Giants 38-7. to 7, And you watch the way Nick Sirianni is acting on the sideline. I get he's an eccentric guy. But you watch the way he's acting on the sideline. And they're in the locker room. You would have thought they won the Super Bowl. Mm. And the 49ers, from, from what I heard from from Chris and, and guys in the locker room, is very much like, hey, just won a Week 20 game, like on to Week 21. Yeah. And I, I, that, that, to me, like, intangibly – uh, I, I think might wind up mattering where the Niners come out and have a chance to punch the Eagles in the mouth and kind of bring a, a, an energy and a, and a play style that the Eagles just weren't necessarily ready for. And the other thing is the Eagles didn't practice Wednesday. They did like a, like a walkthrough. And then Thursday rested a bunch of their key guys. And I just want I – I don't know. It feels like they're overlooking a team that's won 12 in a row and so, you know, I, I I picked the Eagles because that's kind of what my my gut reaction was um, at the beginning of the week. But man, over the last uh, over the last four or five days, it's been um, it's been bro. I'm what left. are you doing uh, right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing on the side of the road. I'm about to get a tattoo, and so I left the uh, tattoo shop. And uh, I went outside. I'm moving away from the road because a motorcycle <laughs> went by, and I don't want that to happen again. I'm
1: sorry, guys. This is some good stuff, man. This is some good stuff. I will, but look. is it? I, I will look. I will say this though, Kyle. I will say this about this guy. Kyle's
0: getting a Super Bowl tattoo today.
1: <laughs> 49ers, twenty twenty three Super Bowl champs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I, you look.
0: going viral on the internet?
1: Get a bad tattoo for clout? <laughs> hey man, I got it. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Matter of fact, maybe you do an Eagles one to make sure the Niners win. There Don't. you go. No, okay. there, Ooh, there you go. go. Now we're thinking there sacrifice. We go. Okay. Sacrifice. Um, <laughs> when you talk about uh, the, the Eagles and the Forty Nine, I think the Eagles are a hell of a team. But you brought up something that I was kind of thinking about myself. The Eagles and, and you laid it out and Chris laid it out um beautifully, the Eagles haven't been here before. The Eagles franchise yeah. has. These guys have not. And when you talk about the 49ers, aside from Brock Purdy, which is pretty important because he's he's the quarterback, but these guys these guys are battle tested. They've been on the stage. They've been this one like I always talk about with um Floyd Mayweather used to always talk about it with his fights. Like he would get people, you know, sign up for a fight. We're gonna do this and this, and you know, I've been in big fights before. And then they would get out in, in in the tunnel for a Floyd Mayweather fight, and them lights were a little brighter than they were used to, and it was the crowd was a yeah. little fuller than they're used to, and they weren't ready to always meet meet the moment. And hearing you guys talk about the Eagles a little bit, I, I'm starting to get those kind of vibes. Yeah, it feels that way. Like
0: they're like they're a year early. Mm-hmm. kind of thing but I, I think that's more of a more of a like NBA thing than an NFL thing like there there so look the reason I, I was picking the Eagles is because there's two things they do better than I think any team that leads they rush the passer from from the interior they have mm-hmm. four guys with with 10 or more sacks which is unbelievable they had 70 sacks as a team this year and the interior of the Niners' offensive line has struggled at times this year, and, and, and particularly in the divisional round against against Dallas. And then you you flip to the other side of the ball, and the Niners' defense is really good, but man, they've really struggled defending the deep ball. You look at the couple of deep touchdowns that, that the Raiders got. You look at the one uh, the, the Cardinals got with A.J. Green. Uh, the Seahawks got one in, in the first playoff game. They had the deep 46-yarder uh, uh, that they gave up to C.D. Lamb and the Cowboys. And Jalen Hurts is the best deep ball throw in the league right now, at least in terms of uh, completing those throws 20-plus yards down the field. I think he has 11 touchdowns and three picks. Like, that is a that is a major part of their game. And then you look at who they're lining up a receiver. Devontae Smith is awesome. A.J. Brown killed the 49ers last year on that Thursday night game in Tennessee. And that was with Ryan Tannehill, who's, who's half the player Jalen Hurts is. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's definitely reasons for concern. But then you bring up, like, you know, Everybody's worried about the lights at the Forty Niners. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of being overblown because you're absolutely right. Like the Eagles are the team that hasn't been here, um, and I think that's gonna that's gonna play itself out a little bit. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners get off to a hotter start than you think. Mm-hmm. So, but so I think, I guess. Do you think it's a low-scoring game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Like these defenses are just too good. Like the the offenses might figure it out here and there, and you might see a big play here and there. But I just. I don't, I don't think we see both teams, you know, up in the up in the 25, 30-point range.
1: I heard a, a really compelling question, at least I thought it was, uh, last night. I want to ask both of you guys this because people are talking about uh, Brock Purdy and, you know, Philly, they're like, oh, there ain't no way Brock Purdy. Nice little story, but there ain't no way Brock Purdy coming into the link and doing this and that and this and that and this and that. And the question was, who do you think the Eagles would rather face? Jimmy Garoppolo healthy or Brock Purdy?
0: Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it would have to be It would have to be Jimmy, right? Because if this game is going to come down to a turnover, Jimmy Garoppolo has been more turnover prone in his career than, than Purdy has.
1: Yeah, he's going to give I you think one. That, that, and, that's, that's and the argument thing. was always – the argument from one of the guys, at least, was you know exactly what you're getting with Jimmy. Like, he is as cut and dry as it gets. You know everything that you need to know. He's not really going to explode on you, or nothing like that. You you know everything about him. There is an element mm-hmm. of you don't know what Brock Purdy is. You don't know he, he threw for what three thirty or something against the Seahawks. He may have that game. He mm-hmm. may have the game he had against Dallas, which I thought wasn't that bad. You don't know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is like his worst game was was last week against Dallas, and it wasn't terrible. He wasn't good. He wasn't he wasn't like awesome by any stretch, but it was also not a disaster. And with this team, it's like, can you avoid disaster at quarterback? When the answer's been yes, they've been pretty effective at winning he names. So that's, that's kind of – I'm not buying into the idea because one of, one of the things I've admired a lot about, about Brock Purdy is the fact that he's not flappable. Like that poise that, that you hear with him, like that's very real. Mm. And he's had points where he struggled this year and then come back and played really, really well. That, that, his first road game was a Thursday night game where he's hurt didn't practice all week and then goes in to face the Seahawks with the division title on the line mm-hmm. or with it, with a chance to win the division, I should say the division mm-hmm. title wasn't necessarily on the line, but a chance to win the division. He was not very good early in that game, but then picked it up and figured out how to, how to get the 49ers to a W and that's, that kind of stuff matters. And does he do it over the next five years? I don't know. And frankly, I don't really care. Can he do it on Sunday? Mm-hmm. And so far, the answer is is yes, because the only reason I have to think not is speculation. It's guessing. It's going like, well, this doesn't make sense. So eventually, like he's gonna hit a wall and he's gonna do it at the link. Like none of this has ever made sense. Him coming in against the Dolphins and beating them didn't make sense. Beating the the, the Bucks the way he did, nothing about Brock Purdy makes any sense. So the idea that he could go in to Lincoln Financial Field or whatever the heck it's called and and win is not like, does it make sense? No, but nothing Brock Purdy has done makes sense. So I'm I'm taking that off the table because, I mean, we shouldn't even be here. So Uh, what are we doing today, Kyle? Uh, Disney or or Harry Potter? No. So I have a friend who is uh, apprenticing at this tattoo shop that I go to um and so it's a free of charge tattoo where she's just kind of um she still gets a tip but she's basically learning how to tattoo so i have a i have a spot that i need covered up um it's a candle burning at both ends which i feel like is just kind of how i live my life and uh it's a it's a really fun design so i'm gonna i'm gonna rock with that because it's something she's comfortable with very good good stuff uh, yeah, I'm such a nice guy. I'm you are. So nice. You're using. You're Absolutely. you're you're allowing your body to be a practice canvas. That's spectacular. Yeah, um, it's up under. It's it's gonna suck. It's up like kind of. It's like on the tricep, but towards the armpit. Oof. it's a really sensitive spot. It's oof. gonna hurt a lot. Oh, but you know, fun. Okay. like I said, jeez. Well. All right. to look tight. Check and, my check my Twitter for pics. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you as always.
1: Thanks. Thank no you.
0: All right, Kyle Matson.